Hey guys, Pastor Jurgen here. I'm so glad you're tuning into one of our powerful messages that is guaranteed to absolutely elevate your life to another level. At Awaken, we only want to preach fresh, real, powerful to help you grow stronger in your walk with God, develop your faith so you can take more territory. I'm praying that God blesses you and enriches your soul as you listen to this amazing word from God. God bless you. Two years ago, I was with my wife at Costco. We're walking and shopping and, and, and we get to the flower section and I tell my wife, oh, let me get you some flowers. And she says, uh, no, wait. And I said, huh, I've been, I was going to get her some red roses and I've been taking the red roses for years and years. And, and for a long time, every couple of weeks, I would get home with, with a dozen of roses and, and all of a sudden we're at Costco and she says, uh, no, you know what? Did you know that red roses are my favorite? And I said, how weird, we've married 33 years. I've taken you 99% of the roses, the flowers that I ever bought you were red roses. And right now, you tell me that they're not your favorite. So I looked her in the face and I told her, hey, can we go on a date? I really would like to talk to you more, hear your words and get to know you better. No, So tonight, if we want to get to know God, if you really want to get to know God, we got to learn to see, I mean, we got to know what he says in his word. We need to know his word. We need to seek his word. We need to know word. Because the only way we can get to know a person is through the words, right? That's the only way. And the only way we can get to know God is through his words, right? So... Um, the Word of God is the greatest treasure that we can possess. The word, there's nothing like it. There's no equal for the Word of God. The Word of God, if you have the Word of God, you're going to succeed in life. If you have the Word of God, you're going to have a better marriage. If you have the Word of God, you're going to have better relationship. If you have the Word of God, you're going to be a better parent. If you have the Word of God, you're going to be a better friend. If you have the Word of God, you're going to earn respect. People are going to respect you. And, and tonight, that's what the message is about. It's going to be a, a warning from God and an encouragement for God. So I want to sh- start off with a, with a dream that I had. About four weeks ago, I think it was, four weeks ago, uh, I had a dream. And, and it was so real. I mean, incredibly real. It's like if it's playing on video and I'm part, I'm in the, in the PlayStation game of the video. And... Uh, I wake up from the dream, and, and, and I was rocked. I was rocked, and I got up, and I went and, t- and, and started looked for my wife, and I told her, hey, I just had this incredible dream. And as I started to share the dream with my wife, I couldn't finish it. Uh, I started to cry, and I could not finish it, and I just went into my room because, you know, we don't like to cry in public, no man. <laughs> so... So I went into the room and I started, and, and, and I couldn't share the, the, the dream with my wife. But then uh, the dream stayed with me. And then I get the call, hey, Rudy, would you preach? Are you available to preach? And, and, and I knew immediately that it was a word from the Lord. And let me share the dream with you. I was driving on the highway by myself. I don't, you probably were at Marshalls or Home Goods. I was driving... <laughs> I was driving by myself on the freeway, and uh, I don't know why you weren't in the dream. That's the only place you could have been. But, 
So I was driving on the highway, and, I, and I'm going on the highway at normal speeds and, and enjoying the ride, happy-go-lucky. Then I start to see the traffic stop and completely stopped. Everybody stopped. There was no car was moving. And then I, I get into the back. Uh, I, you know, I, I approach the traffic, and I get into the back. Then I looked around, and all the cars were stopped. And then I, I, I looked around, and I said, you know what? I'm going to go off the shoulder and go down a little slope, and then I'm going to continue. And, and as I did that, I asked the Lord, what's going on? What is this? It's the highway to heaven. And as I went down the slope, and I started to go, and, and, and I said, Lord, why, why are the people stopped? What's going on? How come they're not moving? Because they don't have a GPS. And I said, a GPS? what is a GPS? God's protective scriptures. And, and then I continued to go. And as I looked into the cars, I saw families. There were fathers, the mother, the father, the kids. And then I started to have a desperate cry. And I want to tell them, hey, go back. Go back to the word. Go back to the highway of heaven. Go, go forward. Go forward. And, I start, and when I started to see the kids, then it dawned on me. The kids can only go as far as we lead them. And, and then the cry started again. And I was desperate. And I wanted to cry. And I wanted to tell them, hey, do something about it. And, and uh, I woke up. And it really rocked my world. And that's, that's, uh, and that's something. I could see the enemy behind all that. I could see the enemy behind what was happening. But they were frozen. They were paralyzed. These people were paralyzed. And in 1 Peter 5.8 in, in the Living Bible, it says, Be careful. Watch out for attacks from Satan, your great enemy. He prowls around like a hungry, uh, roaring lion, looking for some victim to tear apart. And that is the strategy of the enemy, is to tear you apart, to tear your marriage apart, to tear your family apart, to tear your kids apart, to tear your spiritual part of, uh, life apart. And that's the strategy. But God says, be careful. Be, and another translation says, be sober, be vigilant, be on a watch. So our, our spiritual life is something that we absolutely need to take very serious. There's a lot at stake in our lives, right? In a spiritual life, there's a lot at stake. And the title of my message is GPS, no? right? And uh, a GPS, you know, gives us clear direction, step by step to, to the direction we want to go. And the Word of God is our GPS. It gives us clear instructions in how to go to the life that God has for us, right? So... As I was preparing for this message, I, I ran into an article from Barna Research Group, and they did a, a survey in 2000 and then 2020, and the, the conclusion they found is that in 2020, we lost 50% of practicing Christians. And practicing Christians were Christians that went to service, served in church, but from 2002 to 2020, in 20 years, we lost 50% of those. And of those 50%, that we lost, uh, half of those left the faith completely. They were atheists, agnostics of the, of the research that they did. And I said, and I said wow, that, that is amazing. They, they neglected the word of God. They neglected, you know, what happened. You know, the Bible says that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. We are strengthened spiritually by hearing the word of God. So what, was the, what happened? They neglected the word of God. And um, 
the devil's strat the main strategy is to remove the word of God of your heart. If he does that, the process of regression starts, and I'll explain a little bit more further. But if the devil can take the word out of your heart, watch out because you don't stay the same. Uh, and I'm going to show you a picture. If you know, I'm in the fresh produce business distribution, and we practically sold all types of fruits and vegetables, and we used to have, you know, we have a farms, and we have farmers that grow for us. And at one time, we had farmers that grew hundreds of acres of, uh, or thousands of acres of watermelons. And I want to give you a visual, and I want to show you a picture of a watermelon here. Uh, if you put the, that's a beautiful watermelon. Looks great from the outside. It's a beautiful, juicy, we call that flesh, beautiful red flesh. And, uh, and that's the way, our, you know, God wants our heart to be. But I'm going to show you another picture right now. And uh, you can see if you can put the other picture. This is what the enemy wants us to do. The enemy wants you and I to have a hollow heart. See, if he can remove the word of God, you have a hollow heart. Uh, watermelon, the sweetest part of the watermelon is the heart. And it's the, it's, the, it's, the, it's the most valuable part of the heart. In fact, we used to sell um, container loads of watermelons in, in the spring, and we used to send them by boat to Japan. And they always made us take the, the sugar content in, 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 in the heart. Uh, if they would see something like this, you know, they wouldn't receive the load. In fact, if I sell a load of watermelons to Avon's, uh, when they receive it, their quality control inspector receives it, and they always check, they slice the watermelon, and if it has hollow heart, they don't receive it. It loses its value, right? It loses its complete value. And, uh, and so if the, if the enemy removes the word from your heart, then I said the process of regression starts. You know, to regress, it means to return to your former self. And this is, isn't that what the enemy would love for us to do? Uh, and that happens because we don't make the Word of God a priority in our lives. He wants us to return to, to our former selves. He wants us to compromise the Word of God. And, and, and it doesn't happen quickly. Um, have you guys ever been to Sequoia National Park? Have you guys seen the trees? They're like 300 feet tall, 40 feet in the diameter, huge trees. Uh, I was reading a story about one of those trees that, that collapsed. It totally fell on a very calm day. And they were perplexed because they, they, that tree had been struck by lightning many times, had had uh, storms that passed by and never, nothing ever happened to them, to it. High winds, nothing ever happened to them. But in a calm day, it fell down. So they called uh, the arborists. You know who, what arborists are? People that study trees. It's simpler. If I would call it the treeologist better. Uh, like Marcos, Marco is simpler for me. I'm not... Into that, an arborist. Can you believe an arborist? Like roots, trunk, and branches. How exciting is that job? No? That's... So, so they call the arborist for them to come and inspect what happened to the street. They get several of them. They go, and, and pretty quickly they knew what happened. They identified what happened. It was a little tiny insect, a termite that ate it from the inside out. And, and that's what the picture that we get. It's the little compromises, right? The little compromises, the little one. Because the enemy, when, when the enemy re removes the, the word from your heart, um, he wants you to compromise. He wants to, he, wants you, uh, he wants to take you back. And he wants you to fill, he wants to fill your heart with other things. And I, I, and I, and I was thinking, uh, I was thinking about a friend of mine. 
In fact, a friend of ours, a couple in Arizona, we, we went to a Bible study together. We, you know, uh, helped plant a church in Arizona. We would go to church together. And he, all of a sudden, he took a step back. He took a step back and, 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 and started neglecting the Word of God. And it was, in a short time, he disappeared. And, um, and he was a successful businessman. But he left the word, he left community, he left his wife and kids, he became a womanizer, a meth addict, and ended up in jail. And I said, wow, you know, how does that happen? And it's little compromises. It's, it's when you neglect, when you separate yourself from the word of God. Jesus said, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the Father. And, uh, and that's what happened. And, and, and I remember talking to, to, to his wife, and she said, that... Just that time of regression in our lives cost us dearly and cost us everything. And, and I believe that God wants us to really pay attention to, to what we do. You see, the enemy, when he removes, you know, the word from your God, it's like he gets you by the hand. And he wants to fill it with his uh, things that he wants to destroy. He wants to take you back. He wants to fill it with discord, hatred. He, so he, he's filling the, you know, that, 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 that cavity with, with things that are totally contrary to God, totally evil. So what happens, and then the, the Bible says that out of the mouth, uh, out of uh, the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Then you come to church and, and the enemy is filling you because you're neglecting your devotion to God. And all of a sudden you, 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 you hear, uh, you know, there are a bunch of hypocrites here. You know, the people in church are a bunch of hypocrites. You know what? They're intolerant. Uh, they're too fanatical. You know, the people, they want your money. And some are not nice. They don't care about me. They didn't say hi to me. And all of a sudden, the process of the regression continues and continues and continues. And we, start be, we stop being the light. We stop being the salt. And... Uh, we start to become influenced by the, by more and more by the culture of this world. So we start adapting to a humanistic wisdom, to a relativism, where it's a poor basis to be able to know between truth, what's truth and, and what's false, between what's worthy and unworthy, between what's right and what's wrong. We start adapting the, the, the culture of this world. And, and, and I've seen it too many times. I've seen it too many times how people that had those convictions that they were solid in the word that took a, a, a wrong turn and never went back, never, never went back, uh, changed the way they thought. They, they're no longer the same people that they were before. And, and, and it's a sad thing to, to witness. So we can't, um, we need to hunger and thirst for the word of God because if we don't, we really die spiritually. We must not allow anything of this, anything to, to diminish our, our intense desire for the Word of God. But I have very good news for you guys, okay? Let's get up. Okay, I have very good news. Um, I, I was listening uh, to a Bible scholar recently, uh, just a, a couple of weeks ago, and he studied the last revivals in modern history. And he identified two factors that initiated those Revivals. One of them is when the believers went back to 
the scriptures. When the believers went back to the word. When the believers hungered for the word of God. And the, the second one was there was fresh worship and they produced new songs and, and hymns. Doesn't that sound familiar? Isn't that awakened? You know, our pastors are encouraging us all the time to be in the word, to read the Bible in a year, to, to be in the word. And, and, and we see awakened music flourishing. And we are and one of the exceptions. There's, I know there's a lot of good churches, but there's a lot of them that have gone woke. Uh, but we're seeing ourselves. We, we're getting to witness revival ourselves here right, right now. And it's a... And it's a it's a beautiful thing to, to see that uh, because per, I believe that personal revival becomes city revival and national, national revival. So our job is to spread it like COVID, like the Wuhan virus. No? No? So where was I? Uh, but... But, but that's very powerful. I mean, if you guys think about, you know, personal revival, what does it mean? It's when, when we decide to pursue God at all, at all cost, to, to say, Lord, whatever you say, I'm going to do. To, to say, I'm, I want to grow in my faith. To, to say, I want to commit to, to, to know the Lord better, right? And, uh, and what we're seeing here is not, you know, we have pastors that come from other places. And what we're seeing here is not very common. Uh, but there's so many of you that I praise God for you guys that are in the Word, that are in prayer, that had your devotion life, that you prioritize that in your life. And, and, and what we're seeing is the fruit of it. And I thank God for pastors that encourage us even when the world was collapsing, right? And our pastors encourage, were encouraging us. But now I'm going to go into the Word of God and, and obeying the Word of God and pursuing the Word of God. The Word of God is a window into God's heart. Okay, so when, when we read the word, I mean, in the word, we have everything. In the word, we understand, we know that how much God loves us and the plans that he has for us and how much he wants us to live a full life, an abundant life, and how much he cares for us and how he forgives us and how he instructs us to live a godly life that pleases him. See, uh, if you ask me, what is the secret to life? What is the secret to life is, wow, is that really? Oh, God. No, I'm just kidding. If, if, you, if you ask me, it's a, I'm a rookie. Um, if you ask me, what is the secret to life? What is the secret to a good marriage? What is the secret to, to be a successful businessman? It's your one-on-one -on -one time with the Lord. That where everything is birthed, that where you're strengthened, that's where wisdom comes, that's where you're renewed in your mind. Mm. And a godly life doesn't happen accidentally. You know, it requires our action. It takes personal responsibility. You see, we can't flourish. There's no way we can flourish with one or two meals a week. Sundays or Wednesdays is not enough. Sundays and Wednesdays confirms what we're reading, what we're learning, what God is speaking to us. And we're in community rejoicing as we worship together, the Lord, to make a difference in the city. But one or two meals is not enough. And, and we, need to, we need to decide 
how we want to live, what kind of life we want to live. It's personal responsibility. Pastor Luke Barnett shared at, at uh, Emerge night the other night that uh, our patterns and habits determine our future. Right? So powerful, our patterns, what we decide to do. And the Bible says, seek first the kingdom of God and all his righteousness and everything will be added unto you. Seek, seek first the kingdom of God. And uh, he shared, we cannot pray. We cannot out pray bad patterns. Right? If there's no discipline, you can't expect much in your life. There's, there, there's something that we have to commit to. There, there's, there's, we got to sign the contract with the word, Lord, I'm in it, right? Success happens because of patterns that are repeated. You know? So I want to ask you, what value does the word of God have in your life? What priority are you, are you giving in the priority in your life? You know, the word of God is the main way that God speaks to us. You know, when you read the word of God, Oh, man, it's, it's beautiful. It's the way that God speaks to us. It's the way that God corrects us. It's the way that God encourages us. It's amazing. You know, uh, the Bible, it says that the Bible in Hebrews 4.12 says, For the word of God is living and active, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing to the division of soul and of spirit, of joints and of marrow, and discerning the thoughts and the intentions of the heart. See, the word of God penetrates the deepest part of our nature and it judges discerns the thoughts ideas and feelings and attitudes and intentions of a heart the word of God keeps us in line the word of God shows us our motives and corrects us and the word of God keeps us in track so that we can live a God a life that pleases the Lord because we are intentional because we are asking him to give us the understanding and how to live the the word of God reveals God's will for your life. I remember there was a time where I was frustrated with the Lord and said, this was in the early 2000s, I remember, and I was frustrated with the Lord and saying, Lord, what is the will for my life? I don't get it. What's going on? Like, I don't even know what, what you want me to do. But it was until I went to the Word of God and I started seeking Him in the Word of God, not seeking the pastor, not seeking anybody else, until I went to the Word of God and started seeking the Lord then all of a sudden, I started to get this nudge for missions, a nudge for evangelism. And pretty soon, that, start, that started to burn inside of me. And pretty soon, it started to become a passion. And pretty soon, I'm part of this group of Horizon International where we, we went, uh, we would go and, and do macro evangelisms in different cities in Mexico. But we would take... Uh, BMX bikers to the high school, youth groups to high schools in the city. We would take uh, professors, Christian professors from universities here in the U.S., and they would go and, 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 and teach in the universities in Mexico. We, we took the mayor of Scottsdale, and, and he would, we would present him in front of the mayor of the city. Of, of that we were doing the outreach and we would take the chief of police and the chief of police would share different new ideas, tactics to the city. We did macro evangelism. We would rent a soccer stadium or we would rent a bull ring and all of a sudden that became a passion. We saw thousands and thousands of people come to Christ. We had pre-medical clinics. We would go with a team of doctors and, and it became something that was birthed because of the Word of God, because I sought the Word of God. Mm. And uh, the Word of God reveals 
God's will for your life. So seek the Word of God. The Word of God sustains us. And I want to share this. You know, it says in Psalm 119, 165, those who love your instructions have great peace and do not stumble. Uh, th this past year, from September 8th of 2021 to September of last year, was a terrible, you know, had a lot of challenges, had two hurricanes affect our crops, directly impact our crops, did not recuperate the investments. And in June of this past year, I hit the lowest of the lows in discouragement. I've never been so discouraged in my life. And, uh, and that's where I told Marco, when he would ask me, how you doing? Just hanging by the heels of Jesus. I said, just hanging. I'm not letting go. I'm hanging. And if you ever seen the YouTube videos where the dad is walking and the little boy is hanging and, and he's pushing him and just dragging, that's how I was. You can, if you want to get a picture. I, 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 was, super, I was super discouraged. In fact, um, I'll never forget when Awaken Conference was coming. We went to eat with Jim and Kelly and, and they knew what was going on. And I remember we went to lunch at the Henry and they prayed for me there. And, and it was going to be the first night uh, of conference. And I drug, I had to drag myself to the conference. I was not going to miss it, but I had to drag myself. Did I want to go? No. Not, did I really feel like super, super spiritual? No. I was in the pit of discouragement. And then Pastor Tommy Barnett preaches the most incredible, I don't know any other message about the conference. Don't ask me. There's one message that rocked me and the only thing that I took to heart and it was don't quit. The message of don't quit. And what I experienced in my life is that, you know, we, we pray for breakthrough, right? And, and sometimes God does something supernatural in the moment or in, in, in a month, right? And he does something supernatural, breakthrough. But sometimes breakthrough comes by remaining steadfast. And the wall might not break. And sometimes breakthrough, we have to crawl over the wall by remaining steadfast in the word. And, and, and the most incredible thing is, and, and to God be the glory, but I had developed a pattern of discipline. And I'm not, this is not for, to toot my own horn. I have developed a pattern of discipline in my life. And one thing that even though I was in the pit of discouragement, I did not stop doing is my time in the word and my time in prayer. Every morning at 5.30 in the morning, I continue with the same discipline. I didn't feel, you know, the greatest but I never stopped. And uh, in September, in September, uh, we started PFA 2.0. And, uh, and I'm here at a service and we're praying and we're you know, going to study Pastor Jurgen's book on push. And we had some things that, we had some incredible times uh, together and, and I started to feel encouraged. And then in September, I come to a service and for the first time in a couple months, I felt the joy again. Wow, and I said, I hadn't felt this since June. I haven't, I was here, but I couldn't feel the joy. And then as time went on, I started to feel strengthened again. And then I started to feel encouraged again. And then I started to feel the presence of God. In a, can I tell you something? And this is between me and the Lord, and you're a witness here because I'm going to say it to you. The, the presence of God that I felt from that moment to now, I've never felt it in a greater way in my life. 
So I went through one of the toughest times, but the toughest times I know that strengthened my bond with Christ, my relationship, my presence, my friendship with God, with my Father. And it's, it's uh, you know, the Word of God is beautiful because He says, those who love your instructions have great peace and do not stumble. And I love the Word of God. I love, I love God and I love the Word of God. And, and what, what a strength, what strength is in the Word of God so that we don't quit, that we can know no matter what. Lord, I know that you have my back. You're faithful. Your Word is faithful and true. And, the, and uh, let me see, the Word of God purifies us. The, the Word of God purifies us. And I, I didn't give you the scripture, but John 17, 17 it says, Jesus praying, Lord, let, let uh, purify their hearts through the word Jesus is praying for us and what happens is we go from selfish ambitions to generous living it corrects wrong desires to his, and aligns us to his perfect will we get to live a big life by serving another the, the, the word of God uh, God purifies he corrects us he, he nudges us he convicts us you know I was with my wife coming down the freeway um, 805 right and, you know, from 805 to 54, there's a big loop, right? And my wife is not, she's the happiest driver in the world, but she doesn't care about anything that's going on, right? She doesn't know that there's speed limits and everything. And, and so we, we're, she's exiting into the 54, and I'm in the car, and she's going so fast, and I hear the tire screeching, and because of my age, my, my skin is looser, and I feel the G-force, and, and I feel my cheek over here. And, and I said, I just stay quiet. You know, some, I gave up because I told her a lot of times. So I stay quiet. And then we're driving, and about two miles afterwards, two, two miles pass, and she goes, I'm driving, I'm driving pretty good today, huh? And I said, no, you had the nudge that I'm talking about. She felt the conviction. She felt the conviction. She knew she did something wrong, but she wanted to get away with it. I said, absolutely not, I told her. You're driving terrible. So, two story. I'm going to share one more. I have to share this one. So, we're coming back from... Uh, we were in La Jolla coming back uh, this way, and I told her, you know what? I drive most of the time, and I told her, my wife, you know what? Why don't you drive today because I'm tired? And she's driving, and we had a Mercedes at the time, and, uh, and she's driving, and I fall asleep. And, but then I woke up a little, all of a sudden, I opened my eyes, and I see the cars, boom, 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 boom. And I, and I, and I get up, and I said, how fast are you going? And I look at the speedometer, 100 miles per hour. And I said, don't you know how fast you're going? No, you can't even feel anything in this car. She goes. So that's why I drive all the time. But you see, the Word of God nudges us, and she was trying to avoid it. She was trying to resist it. Because... Where was I? 
You know, the Word of God comforts us. You know, the, in the NLT it says, Psalm 119.50, Your promises revive me. It comforts me in all my troubles. And, I, and I'll share something. And the reason I'm sharing these, because these are practical things that we go through in life. I had this, this, this thing that I had with, with somebody in Mexico that, that they misunderstood everything, uh, everything that went on. And they, and they were accusing me incorrectly. And I knew that I, I couldn't make them understand that they were wrong. They made a mistake. And, and, and I was like, what's going on? And, and then I started to receive false accusations. And it made me really upset. But then I went to the Lord. And it got to the point, you know what, Lord? You know my heart. You, you know everything about me. And, and I know 100% that they're wrong, that everything that I said is the truth, everything that I committed is the truth. And I received comfort. And uh, even though those people uh, were incorrect, I was able to experience some comfort in, in times of trouble. But we run to the Word of God. Because here at Awaken, when you're going through something, we don't, we don't allow you to run from the Word. We, allow you, we encourage you to run to the Word. We encourage you to... That's one of the things that we believe in here. And we teach. Oh, I'm already... I got to finish this. So, um, I love one thing that Jim told me on Tuesday... But he says, the Word of God is what gave me my spiritual growth. He says, I know that when I started reading the Word of God, I started growing and, and growing in knowledge and growing in understanding. My heart started growing. And that's what happens with the Word of God. And, and I love that about it because you, you, you're always being transformed. The Word is living and active. It transforms. It continually transforms, right? It continually changes you. And... Uh, what I want to do right now is I want to, I want all of us to stand. Uh, we were playing golf with Pastor Tommy Barnett uh, and Luke Barnett on Friday. And, you know, Pastor Luke Barnett is a very good golfer. And he missed hit a shot. And I was walking with Pastor Tommy, who's one of our heroes in the faith. I was walking with Pastor Tommy just laughs and he says Luke is very intense he said and then he looks at me and says but then again he says uh, show me a man a person that's not intense and I'll show you a loser he said and I went to look at the word of God I went to the dictionary and to be intense means to have strong feelings extremely serious and you know, and, and, and tonight, I think, you know, we're in a battle, in a spiritual battle like never before. And what's going to bring revival is going to be the Word of God. Our one-in-one -one time with the Lord. Our one-in-one -one time with the Lord is the most special thing. It's where we get recharged. Our one-in-one -one time is how we're going to experience revival. And we have a fight. You know, the, the saddest thing, the desperate, most desperate cry of my dream that I had was to see the children. The children and right now our battle is not uh, even for myself my, like my life is really about my children and my grandchildren I want to live leave this world a better place but there's we have to be extremely serious there there's this is a call from God and it's a it's a warning from God but it's a, it's it's 
It's an encouraging word for God that requires action on our part, personal responsibility on our part. But we're gonna see, we're gonna see revival. We're gonna see lives transformed. We're gonna see a city turned upside down by the power of the gospel. And he's calling us to do it. And he wants us to commit. So tonight, I just want, what I want to do is I'm going to pray. But I would love it if, if you are here right now uh, and you haven't taken the word of God seriously. You haven't taken your one-on-one time seriously. You haven't committed to, to, to give it your all and to fight in the good fight of faith. I want you just uh, to come forward and we're going to pray. If you want to recommit, if you have said, Lord, I'm going to do it this time and you haven't done it, come. Come to the front and we're going to pray. If you want your life to change, if you want your family to change, if you want your city to change, and if you want to see God move in a great way in your life, you know, the Bible says that the harvest is plentiful. But the workers are few. You see, God trusts men and women that have surrendered hearts and that take Him seriously. So I'm going to pray. And if you want to come forward uh, and do your business with God, your one-on-one with God here to start your, this journey, to start this challenge, it's going to be open. So Heavenly Father, I just thank you, Lord. I thank you because you're a good God, Lord, and you love us so much, Lord, and we thank you, Lord, because you're challenging, you're encouraging us to be part of the most incredibly wonderful, powerful, loving work in the world that we can do, Lord, and it's to partner up with you, to be found faithful for your service, Lord. And we surrender our hearts. We surrender our minds. We recommit ourselves to you. Lord, we, we, we get a bit all, Lord. Lord, we ask that you fill us afresh, Lord. Holy Spirit, we ask that you lead us into all truth, that you open our eyes to understand. And Father, we give you our hearts. We give you absolutely everything in our being, Lord. And Lord, we thank you, Lord, because you, Father, are leading the charge, Lord, because we will see our families saved, Lord, because we will see, Lord, people healed, Lord, because we will see, Lord, a city turned upside down, Lord, Lord, a nation turned upside down, Lord. We believe in a great work, Lord. We believe that we can live a big life with you, Lord. And we surrender completely to you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Wow, what an amazing word. I hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. Hey, listen, for more information about our church, go to www.awakenchurch.com or subscribe to our YouTube channel if you haven't already and download our app. It is amazing. It is chock full of incredible messages information about upcoming events, and you can even support our ministry if you feel so inclined. We loved having you with us today. We look forward to seeing you again. God bless you. Live a life that is transformative. Bye for now.